Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, what's going on? This is the All Angels Podcast. It's me, Dan Garcia, and I'm here with Chris Johnson. That's a curator for people that uh, aren't hip to nicknames that we have around here. But uh, no Johnny Mags this weekend, so I'll be, uh, for the most part, running the show, pushing the buttons behind the scenes. So hopefully everything uh, sounds okay. Um, it's June 15th. We uh, The Angels just got done with a pretty uh, tough week of baseball. It started out, you know, Fairly promising with uh, three uh, games in Minnesota. So we'll start with that. We have the Joe Adele uh, drawing for the signed photo. We'll do that a little bit later in the podcast. So if you're listening, stick with us. We'll pull it out. We'll have a winner. And then we'll go from there as far as uh, telling you how to get a hold of us and all that good stuff. So with that, we'll start with last Friday, June 8th. It was a win versus the Twins, a 4-2 victory against the Twins. Um, you know, Richards only went five and a third. Here he had 100, uh, 105 pitches pitched with two earned runs. Um, for a lot of crap people are saying about the bullpen, the bullpen came in, did their job three and two-thirds, zero earned runs. So, I mean, for the most part, that time the bullpen did their job, but it doesn't seem like anyone seems to really care about it. No. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, a good win with the Twins. Um, they were at Minnesota for whatever reasons. Minnesota always seems to be giving uh, the Angels hard times whenever they play each other. But um, good way to start out the series, a win on the last Friday. So now the next day, fast forward to Saturday, June 9th. A little closer game, 2-1 victory, and Tyler Skaggs came out and just pitched an absolute gem. I mean, he seems to be turning it around, and I don't know if it's, he's just getting – healthier as as the yeah, season's going on. I think on. he's kind of maturing. Like he's finally coming into his own as a pitcher. Um just a lot of injury years and stuff like that. You know, he came more from the Diamondbacks, but it feels like he's feeling more comfortable out there. Right. And trust his stuff a little bit more. So Yeah, I, it's, it is great to see, especially, you know, we'll get to the injuries later, but especially now, um he can kind of step up and be that go to guy. But you know, um again, two to one victory. Kinsler and uh, Pujols both was home runs. That's the offense. But Skaggs, like I said, seven innings pitched, one earned run, 112 pitches. I think that was a career high for pitches, if I remember correctly, in that game. But um, either way you look at it, a great performance from a pitcher that we really need him to kind of uh, step up and be that shutdown guy right now for the Angels. Then we'll move on to Sunday, uh, the afternoon game against against the Twins and Minnesota. Uh, the Angels lost five to seven on a, you know, it, it kind of got out of hand. Not out of, I want to say out of hand early, but they were down. Uh, what was it, three to seven? You know, going into the last inning, and they got two back to make it a little bit closer, a little more. Um, if you look at it just for the score, you like you kind of tell yourself, oh, that was a close game. But in reality, it it um, wasn't necessarily a, a real close game. Yeah. And it's also good, I mean, for the sake of the season series, I mean, the Angels, you know, end up taking that. So that was something, you know, I mean, we split at home two and two. Uh, we went to one of those games, the Simmons bobblehead night. But, oh, that's right. That but was yeah, so. for the sake of the series, I think the Angels end up taking, what was it? They, well, they took two or three now. And so if they split yeah, here, yeah. so, you know, they actually come out with an overall. Yeah, four out of seven. Four out of seven. So, yeah. um, again, it comes Which down. is good because I have an ongoing bet with the – 
student at a high school that I teach at. Yeah, so. he's a, he's from Minnesota, and last year Minnesota had a better record than the Angels, so I'm supposed to wear some type of Twins jersey at some point. I told him maybe like a Tory Hunter. I can at least yeah, feel there like you I'm go. So you kind of yeah, I feel like I might, yeah. you know too much of a you know. What he should do if he was smart. I don't so, know if he's listening. He should have you a uh, wear a Fernando Rodney jersey or oh, a T-shirt man. or something like I'll that. Wear, I wear a crooked hat. In honor of uh, Fernando, but yeah, so I was pretty happy. I I saw him the other day, and I said, "Hey, yeah, we took this new season series." Um, so there you go. Yeah. You know, um, Tropiano, Nick Tropiano was a starting pitcher that day. Went four and one third, gave up five earned runs. Um, you know, just uh, this start and last start, just he hasn't seemed to really have his best stuff. Like he had a um, the start before the, these last two, he was dealing, and it just seems like. Just like most of the Angels pitchers, um, and we'll get to Haney later later in the week, I think on Monday, um, they just seem very up and down, very um, inconsistent. You know, they'll have two great outings to where you're like, wow, okay, this is it. You know, six and two-thirds or seven innings, and they give up one run and blah, blah, blah. And now some of these guys are having trouble getting out of the fourth and fifth inning. And, and for a bullpen that's already been super worked mm-hmm. and, um, you know, injured, uh, you need to hope to get some more innings out of these guys. So that was the end of the Minnesota series. Again, um, the Angels took two or three. So in the grand scheme of things, you're hoping that you win series, not necessarily every single game, but you definitely do need to win series. So um, they took care of that, winning two out of three. And then they moved up. They flew up to Seattle, which um, what was your feeling coming in? to the series before it well, got yeah, started. We talked about it last week about how that was going to be a key series to kind of see where this team's at right now. And <laughs> it's kind of yeah. make or break it. Seattle has crazy momentum going to the series right. top team in the AL. And uh, sure enough, uh, I meant overall is a close series, but when you lose, it doesn't really matter how close a game was. If you don't win the game. Yeah. At least get so a when you get, yeah. When you get swept, it's super disheartening, especially to a team within your own division. But then, uh, you know, to to lose some players in that series, that I think that's the most troubling part about it. Yeah, and we'll get to those after the after we talk about the series. But yeah, so Monday, June eleventh at Seattle, uh, Andrew Haney again, kind of um, trying to keep the momentum he had from last week's start, where he just absolutely shut everybody down. Um, but you know, didn't happen this week. He went three innings, gave up five runs, uh, three home runs, and I believe. Two of them were to Nelson Cruz. Ooh, the yeah. angel killer. The, yeah, but to say, and if you're an angel fan for yeah. any, any kind of length, you know exactly who that is, and you know exactly um, what it's his like, reputation. I don't, even, I don't even know why we pitched to that guy. Well, really? you can say the same thing about Trout to Seattle because yeah, he killed true. them all yeah. weekend long. I don't long. know why anybody pitches to Trout, Trout. at all. Yeah, really. so, um, you know, so you gave up – Haney gave up three, uh, three innings, seven hits, five runs. Um, again, three home runs, the long ball being the issue. Um, Trout being Trout and, and doing what he can with his two home runs. Um, but, you know, obviously that wasn't enough. Uh, Pujols chips in there with an RBI ho- with a home run also. But it, it almost seemed like it came down to their home runs came with dudes on base and then the Angels' home runs came just by themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so getting people in front of – on in front of Trout. That's, yeah, that's kind of story of the year because you look at Trout's home runs. I, I don't know the number off the top of my head. I just saw some uh, graphic today, but almost, you know, more than half of his home runs have been solo shots. Yeah, because, I mean, he I mean, has, look at his RBI total. It's pretty low yeah, for that many 20, home runs. For like, 23 RBIs, his RBI total is 45. Yeah. For 23, R, 23 home he runs. He should be he, like at 70, 60, 65, yeah, yeah. 70 right now. For the amount of home runs he's been hitting, you know, you just – wish it came with some guys on base. I mean, obviously he's doing his part and obviously he's, you know, trying the best he can to get this team moving, this offense moving, I think is more likely, but, um, you know, you take what you can get and hopefully, uh, sooner or later, these guys in front of him are getting on base. So that was the Monday game. And then we fast forward to Tuesday, June 12th. Again, unfortunately, uh, angels took the L in this one also, Jaime Barea was the starting pitcher. I I didn't see this game live, um, but Jaime Barea, five innings pitched, only gave up two runs. His pitch count was 82. So I don't know if there was something going on. Um, I know he gave up those that two runs in the um, 
in the fifth inning, and he just didn't come out for the sixth. But I was kind of surprised that they at least didn't give him a chance to come out in the sixth inning and kind of keep it. I don't know if they just thought maybe they had a they were close enough to where they felt like they could, uh, you know, make a comeback and they wanted a fresh arm in there or what. But um, his numbers overall weren't bad. And, you know, Trout, again, hitting two home runs that game. Um, <laughs> but kind of like, again, Trout, two home runs, but your run total is only three. So it's not exactly like, you know, a big um, uh, with guys on base. I mean, obviously one of them was, but the other one was, was a solo. Yeah, it's not breaking open any uh, game like it should. When you right. have two home runs by one player in a game, I mean, you should, you should at least have six runs at that You're point. You're hope- hopefully, yeah. So Yeah, and then, I, I mean, you know, we're, we're so, you know, it, it almost doesn't even shock us anymore, all these uh, magnificent kind of feats that Trout accomplishes you know, almost on a <laughs> on, on a, a weekly week basis. basis yeah. But yeah, one thing that was the first for him, which was kind of surprising, was is his first back to back games with two home runs, with multiple home runs. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That, I mean, he's mm-hmm. done so much, and I think it wasn't just until recently was last month that it was his first four hit or five hit game in his career. Yeah, against so, the Yankees. Yeah, so it's almost like he's done all this throughout his career, but yet he's still finding something. <laughs> that he hasn't done yet and he's doing it now so obviously best player in baseball but you know hopefully they'll be able to get some some help around him i mean and and don't get me wrong they're getting on base but just do not seem to put more than one hit together because i looked it up they're actually ranked fifth in hits in the al but they're ranked 11th in runs so they're getting on base it's just once they do, I don't know if it's uh, runners left on base. Yeah, I don't know if it's a mentality. Leaving the ducks on the pond, man. I don't know if that's something that's just a mental approach when you come up like you try you're trying too hard, or if it's something like it'll even itself out. Maybe over the course of a year, those numbers will come down to closer to together, and it's just something where they're just not getting it now. But it, it's it is get, it does get kind of frustrated when you do see guys get on base and you do see guys. Yeah. And it all comes down to like productive outs and you just aren't getting those. I mean, you need those sack flies. We need them, you know, play a little bit of a small ball, move guys over yeah, and, and, then, and stuff then, like that. And you're just not, yeah. I th- production. Yeah. Sacrifice bunts are way down in major league baseball overall. Um, I think they had on, on um, Wednesday's game. Cause I listened to it on the radio. They had, I believe they had either, um, I think it was Fontana. Nolan Fontana was in, and they tried to use a, him to sack bunt to move guys over, and he fouls the first two off, and so now you're in a situation where you, he can't because now one more foul and he's out, so now he has to swing away, and I think he ended up striking out anyways. But it's like you have two strikes. Nolan Fontana, you're not a power hitter, so if you're going to – you know, if, and you're kind of one of those fringe guys. If you want to make a difference, learn how to put a bunt down to move a guy over. That's the best part. Yeah, you got to start. That, it's that, pretty simple there. That's, that's how you're going to do it. So, anyways, that game was, you know, frustrating. But then Wednesday, we kind of talked about it already, kind of a big day for the Angels and not in a good way. Um, uh, Garrett Richards started, didn't finish. He only got two innings in and then had to get pulled for a hamstring injury. Um, You know, and that put a big stress on the bullpen. You're already looking at some bullpen innings because, you know, like I said, Jaime went five innings the day before. And then if you go back to Monday – you have Haney only going three innings. So your bullpen's already done, what is it, about seven innings in the last two games, and now you're forcing them to come in in the second to to try to hold. Because, I mean, they didn't have the lead, so now you're kind of hoping that they hold it to where they can kind of make a comeback. And with all the arms, with all the miles on the arms, it, it, it's hard for them to, you know, sustain a good um, bullpen record or bullpen stats when they're out there, you know, seems like three or four innings every game. Um, but, yeah, so, again, Richards got out uh, got out of the game early injured. Um, Cozart, again, got out of the game early. for He dove for a ball and then messed up his, sh- uh, his left shoulder, so he's hurt. Um, yeah, so it, it was a bad day for the Angels. But I guess the only bright spot, the man that a lot of um, – Angel fans, and I've seen it. I'm sure you've seen it, like on Halo Haven, that people have been trying to get up and wanting to see come up because of his good spring and also because of his really good um, Triple A season so far was David Fletcher. 
Yeah, the Fletch. We, yeah, you've been hearing talk on Angel's message boards probably for the last two years about David Fletcher. Give him a shot. Give him a shot. He's always had a pretty good spring the last two, three years. So um, there's a lot of hype around him. He had a lot of high energy. And so he got a shot. What, he had three hits? Yeah, he went three for four. Uh, two RBIs. Had a triple. Yeah, triple. Had a triple. The his, most had, impressive his... thing for me was that just that heads-up play that he made Yeah, at the home. big play that – was actually, I mean, until that point, that was going to be the game-winning run right yeah. there. But luckily, he w- they were heads up, and Upton, I don't know what he was trying to aim for, Man. but <laughs> but it, it reminded me of the uh, was it Major League of Bob Uecker, uh, just, just a bit, little, uh, just little a bit outside or high. Yeah, it was just way out there. Yeah, Maldonado, you know, came up with a good kind of a block and. Yeah, Fletcher read that ball. He's like, oh, dang. And he sees the guy take off on from third at the corner of his eye. He's yeah. like, I got to beat him down yeah, there. Yeah, heads up play. They reviewed it. Um, play in the field or the call in the field in stood. Uh, so I was just impressed by that. First time, you know, your first game, major league game. Leagues, yeah. And you have that type of and only being 20, IQ to do that. Only being 24 years old. Just turned 24 at the end of May. So um, to kind of have that iq already kind of in his head to yeah, he's realize a, he's a local kid yeah. uh, grew up in the oc went mm-hmm. to i believe cypress high school yeah uh, then loyal Loy- Loy- Marymount. Marymount. yeah we LA. actually uh did a parking lot event at subs and grub in cypress a few weeks ago and one of our friends out there um, um kind of told us a little bit more about david fletcher he's kind of like a hometown hero and pictures of him plastered on the walls yeah. and sub inside subs and grub and so it's cool to see him come up and have such a good game so you're right that was that was a the the, the, the only, bright spot of the bright spot but you know what you we were texting back and forth during that game it was on facebook live and you know we were kind of like oh here we go again we were down what two or three real early mm-hmm. but um you know we came back and we had you know we had the potential to win that game and and then we got walked off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the, yeah, that was getting the, oh. walked off. I mean, if you've ever played baseball and you get walked off, I don't know if there's a worse feeling in the in the game. Yeah, and I mean, you would hope it sucks because the guy they had in at the time of the walk-off, you know, uh, Oliver Drake, he's not exactly the guy you want in a high-leverage situation. But, again, no way throwing two innings. Justin Anderson throwing an inning. Uh, Jose Alvarez throwing an inning. Blake Parker throwing two innings. Um, these are you guys you want a high leverage situation, but because of the fact that Garrett Richards, you know, had to leave with an injury, these guys are pressed into into duty right away sooner than I'm sure they wanted. Now their high leverage situations are now coming in the you know fourth and fifth inning instead of the eighth and ninth inning. So um, again, the starting pitching kind of led into the downfall of the bullpen the, during the Mariner series. But you know, again, David Fletcher is a good little bright spot. We'll see what he does now that Cozart is on the DL. Simmons is still on the DL. Um, so just going over some moves that the Angels made today before the recording. We were recording this on Friday um, right before or right you know, at the start of the A's game. But uh, Nick Tropiano placed on the 10-day DL retroactive, retroactive with the 12th. So I don't know if that's the reason why maybe his arm was – or he had a hard time his last couple starts. Um, Richards placed on a 10-day deal with a left hamstring strain. Jim Johnson, I didn't know he was even injured, but he was placed on a 10-day uh, DL also. Just throw him in the mix. Yeah, retroactive the 12th. Um, like I said earlier, Zach Cozart placed on a 10-day DL from when he dove uh, for that ball on Sunday. but uh, Or not Sunday, sorry, Wednesday. Uh, so, you know, you got a handful of uh, relief pitchers coming up. Um, the one name that kind of – stands out to me is Jake Jewell. He's making his major league debut whenever he gets put into a game, but he's a top 30 prospect and it's a young guy. So hopefully um, from this, they're able to get good looks at younger relief pitchers and, you know, maybe even starters now that uh, Tropiano and Richards are hurt and see what the future might hold for the angels and the angels organization. But that'll wrap up the weekend review, you know, Two and four is not exactly what you want in a week, but Angels on the bright side still are uh, was it thirty seven and thirty two, five games above, above five hundred. The only down part is that uh, they just happen to be in the best um, best division in baseball. I think I don't know what you feel about that, but when you look at the teams like the Astros, like the Mariners, and even so much who the Angels are playing tonight or this next couple of days, the A's, the A's are only I believe one or two games 
back um, of 500. They're right. They're yeah, right at they're that. No slouch. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like um, the central where most you know the teams that are below 500 are way below 500. But um, yeah, the Oakland A's are only one game below 500. Um, you both got Houston and Seattle. Both have like 44 and 45 wins. Um, I mean, if you look at if you put the Angels' record in the central right now, they would be winning and they would have like a five game lead <laughs> yeah so Darn. it's unfortunate that the two hottest teams in the al right now are in the same division as the angels but they're still hanging in there hopefully something can happen hopefully there's a spark hopefully there's something where they can get on a run but as of right now they're still third in the west seven games back um you know we talked about the injuries does any one of those injuries stick out to you maybe more so than another of the ones this week? The ones this week, yeah. So I'm talking about like Tropiano, Richards, uh, Cozart, uh, yeah, Jim Johnson. Yeah, I'm not too worried about the Cozart injury. I mean, I feel like something, you know, it's not like an injury to a pitcher. I feel like right. you could still feel like your position, have a little discomfort, but still throw the ball. Um, I th- uh, Obviously, I'd have to say the, you know, the Richards in, you know, injury. Yeah, that's probably, I think so too. I mean, when somebody's hailed as the ace of the team, yeah, you know, a lot of people have a lot like to it. say about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just another guy that's down on a pitching staff that's already, you know, seen a lot of injuries, especially coming off the, you know, the Otani news. Then you got the Richards, and it just keeps on going. And this, this team right now just can't catch a break, and it's unfortunate. And, uh, you know, for Angels fans, you know, I don't know about you, but when I hear these news, like, it affects my day. <laughs> like, like I feel depressed. I'm like, oh man, you know when the Angels win and they're on a hot streak, like at the very beginning, you of the got season, a little more pep. I was in your just step. like a nicer person. You got a little pep just, in your step, like yeah, waving like, at people oh, as yeah. you drive by. You walk into you walk into work. You're like, yeah, you know, you know what's up. Especially <laughs> people you, are like, everyone knows who you yeah. are, and yeah. But then when you know, I know how you're, you're the same way. People know that you're an Angels fan, and they right. see you, and they're like, they want to talk some smack to you, like, oh, heard about Otani? Yeah, like he's done. Yeah, yeah, your season's over. So it, it is a little bit depressing and disheartening, and um, I don't know. But hey, each week it's is its own week, and we could turn the tide real quick. So. Yeah, I mean, if you look forward at the games coming up um, for the next week, week-ish, um, you know, right now as we record, they start out at Oakland for three games. So you got, um, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then two, then they come back home. Then two against Arizona interleague play, which, again, um, if you look at where Arizona is in the standings in the National League, they're not going to be an easy kind of walkover. They're, I mean, they're eight games above 500, and they're winning or they're leading their division. So, again, Another pretty good test, even though it's only a two-game series. But, um, you know, they get an extra bat now in their lineup that they usually don't have before. So that's something that they are probably looking forward to Mm -hmm. with the DH playing in Anaheim. And then they're off Wednesday, and then they have a four-game series Thursday to Sunday against Toronto and the Nutcracker, Mike Trout Nutcracker on Friday. So You know what? That thing's kind of cool. So I'm (laughs) guessing I think I'll be out there. Uh, we'll probably do a podcast Thursday before. Okay, what day is the Nutcracker Day? Friday. The, okay. So. Okay. I think. Right, uh, let's do it. So I think we'll have the podcast probably Thursday, and then try to get out there Friday. And we then. have been known to do, and Daniel was there, um, a halfway to Christmas kind of like tailgate. We did it a few years back. I dressed up as Buddy the Elf. There you go. Yeah, and we had you know some. Uh, I'll make Christmas sure. Vacation. I have the cousin fi- Eddie. All, all those. Uh, I have to try to find Christmas. my Christmas hat that I put away with all the Christmas decorations. Now to take it, but yeah. So that's the week. kind of a weird, uh, kind of a weird, weird promo. promo. But it's but like they've been kind of they've been doing it though for the last kind of like, like, what, like four, four years. Yeah, and, like, they, and they deck out the stadium too. Like they have wreaths. They have like the whole yeah, Christmas kind awkward. of thing. It's a hundred degrees out, especially those it, Sunday it, games. It <laughs> works in some weird way. And, um, and yeah, you know, in the past, what, what were some of the promos? There was like a Christmas ornament. Their Christmas ornament hat. Santa hat. Santa hat. Usually they do but a Santa you know, hat. I have to say the one this year. I like that. Nutcracker. And I like it, too, because the big thing about the trout, I think it was two years ago where they did bobbleheads, and it was, they were just of trout. There was no other bobblehead of anybody else. So you you, you kind of do get trout bobblehead fatigue after a while, but the fact they're coming out with – uh, like something different, like a, so you yeah, so you don't get nutcracker fatigue. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's kind of cool because it's a nutcracker, but it's also kind of like a bobblehead. Yeah, exactly. But it's also like a figurine. Yeah, so if it's if it's so many different yeah, categories so that I'm, you I'm can kind of digging it, and it looks pretty cool. They put a picture out uh, either on, today or the yeah, a couple of days ago on wow. online. Yeah, it's definitely something that I will we will try to get there and try to get our own. Uh, 
our own bo- our own uh, nutcracker. I almost still called it a bobblehead. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, Trout finished a great series, and we were talking about this before we started. But Trout in Minnesota, for whatever reason, uh, struggles against Minnesota. Um, he had one hit in the whole series against Minnesota. Then he goes up to Seattle, and he just blows up, goes 7 for 11 with four home runs, six RBIs. I think he got intentionally walked like yeah, probably three times. He just kills two or three the Pacific times. Northwest. Which, there's something about that stadium. I don't know what it is. Or even when they they come down to Anaheim, right. I mean, he owns Felix, right? which yep. very few people do. You can say so, that, exactly. Yeah. And then you got Ian Kinsler kind of on the other hand, and this kind of shows the Angels' offenses in general. Like, Kinsler had a great Minnesota series going 6 for 12 with two home runs of his own. And then when they moved to Seattle, one for 13. So it's like one guy's killing it, and the other kind of guys are just hanging on. And then the opposite happens whenever the next series or the next game happens. So it kind of shows that inconsistent um, inconsistency so far in the Angels' um, offense. So with all this and me telling you the record and all the injuries, this led into the poll question kind of perfectly, I think. Um, and again – Follow us on on Instagram and on Twitter at Halo underscore Haven. Um, I try to post a poll question every Monday about you know the Angels, whether it's baseball related. It can be um, what kind of food do you like in the you know in the, the stadium, stadium or whatever you know, just some random stuff if anything. But this week with all the injuries, more so the Otani, because I didn't realize all these guys were going to get hurt too. Um, what were you, what? How do you feel about the Angels' chances now reaching the playoffs? And I had one earlier in the season, at the beginning of the season, so I was kind of interested to see how people's faith, I guess, kind of varied. So, again, your choices were pretty simple. Win a division, the first wild card, the second wild card, or just miss the playoffs completely. Where did you vote? I didn't vote. Okay, where, where would you <laughs> have voted? I missed it. Where, where, where would you have voted? Uh, right now, yeah, <laughs> looking yeah. back and after what we've been talking about, I would say we, I don't know, we might miss the playoffs. To be honest, right? You can hate me for that. No, and, and I'm compl- telling you. And like, I was, and I was on that. I after, voted, after that walk off, yeah, I, I voted second wild card spot, but it was like almost one of those things where, like, I just said it just to kind of, well, maybe. But if you were to tell me they would miss the playoffs completely, I would have been like, no, you're, you're right. Surprised, yeah. Right. So the way it broke down was, you know, mm-hmm. win division was 18 percent, first wild card was 13 percent. Uh, second wild card was 38%, and then the miss completely was 31%. And then I went back and looked at what it was at the beginning of the season and in, in what was I think I believe it was March. And believe it or not, um, people are losing faith. <laughs> but, yeah, really. So Angel fans are losing faith? So if you look at it this way, right now 18% of people um, thought they would win a division, which I don't know how that number went – that number – um, actually went up out of all the numbers that went up. I don't know how it was 13%. It was 13% at the beginning of the year. Now this is where it comes. Um, kind of, I, I don't, so now 13% of people think they're going to get the wa- first wild card spot in March. 43% thought they were gonna get the first wild card spot. So almost half now today, 80 or 38% think second wild card spot Back then, it was 35%, so kind of kind of a tie. But this is <laughs> missed playoffs. Now, 31% of people think it. Back then, only 9% th- uh, thought yeah. they are going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. So injuries and just a hot um, Astros and a hot um, hot Astros and hot Seattle, I guess what's making – Yeah, and it's not even in the matter about being hot. It's about w- look at look at the lineup we're rolling out every game now. It's just like – <laughs> you just yeah. don't have that, you know, the lineup you begin the season with. I mean, you, you, I mean, you have guys that are in the lineup that you, I like. For example, um, Jose Miguel Fernandez. Like, I didn't even know he was on the Angels. Like, I was like, oh, that's right, because I remember hearing about him in, in spring training, but you didn't hear anything else. So you're like, oh, did he get did he get cut or something? Because you heard Chris Carter, you heard Pujols, you heard like, yeah. you heard Marte. All these guys playing first base. And I guess he just kind of got left. Like if you would have told me Michael Hermosillo, who was on the 66ers Sixers last, last year, year right. would be playing right field this year, uh, you know, I wouldn't. I mean, yeah, it, you look so. at you look at your, you know, Chris Young. You got Hermosillo. You got yeah, there's been uh, a lot of rotation. Yeah, you got Blash. Like all these guys. I mean, maybe not Young, 
But like yeah, Blash, Hermosillo, these guys should be in you know, AAA. Cole was playing like how Cole traditionally does. These guys wouldn't even have seen any. Right. Time. You got, you know, Fontana. You got uh, Valbuena. You got all these guys. Fletcher. You got all these guys that probably should be in AAA that are with the big, big roster now. So um, that's just to me, it's just interesting to see and, and interesting to see how this is going to all yeah, carry out. Just keep on digging that, you know. That whole deeper in the loss column, seven behind. And, and it's funny. To a team like the Astros, the it, Astros aren't going to let up. No. Uh, the Mariners will come down to earth at some point. I think, I hope they, so. You know, they're playing off that adrenaline. I hope that so, yeah. Cano suspension. And we talked about that, how I think John last week was saying something about how, you know, teams will respond for yeah. maybe about three, four games. But, but these kind of going, and it's kind of, it's getting a little scary. You keep on telling yourself it's good. they're going to die out. They're yeah. going to die out, and then the next week, oh crap, they swept oh, us. Shoot. They're going to die out. They're oh, going to die out. And walk they off like, home run. Yeah. Then five out of seven. Ryan they win. Healy, another yeah. home run. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes. But um, we're going to take a quick break, real quick, and then when we come back, the moment I know a lot of you have been waiting for, but another installment of the Curators Chronicles. Oh yeah. So uh, stay tuned for that, and we'll be right back. Hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And we are back. And thank you to our sponsors. And we ask you guys, check it out. You know, help the people that help us put this on for you. But without any further ado, Mr. Curator himself has... Uh, an expert uh, um, has a kind of this week in baseball. So without further ado, here's the curator. Curator here. <laughs> uh, I think we're calling this the curator's uh, chronicles. Chronicles, corner. Chronicles, corner, well, uh, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Exactly. Uh, it's kind of a segment that just kind of came about. Um, I can't take too much credit for this, uh, but we like to share something that happened in Angel's history. Usually looking back on the week or this day in Angel's history, um, myself, I've always been fascinated with the history of the ball club. Though I'm you know, still intrigued and I keep up with the current happenings of the team, I still like to look back and kind of very nostalgic about the, the franchise. So uh, again, I always kind of promote this every week, kind of going from the this book called The Angels Journal by John Snyder. But this one comes in the great year of 2005, so it's pretty recent, going back 13 years. I was actually at this game, so I remember this. Uh, they were playing the Washington Nationals, and uh, Frank Robinson was the manager. And so yeah, you kind of know where I'm going here. Um, this happened on June 14th, so it had been yesterday uh, from the day we were recording the podcast. But here we go. Curator's Chronicles. Controver- controversy flares during a 6-3 to loss to the Nationals at Angel Stadium. With the Angels leading 3-1 to in the 7th inning, Washington manager Frank Robinson called for an inspection of Brendan Donnelly's glove. Both benches cleared and Robinson and Mike Sosha had to be physically separated, if you can imagine that. <laughs> As he was being restrained by fellow Nationals players, Jose Guillen, former Angel, shouted angry words at the Angels, a number of whom made it clear that they believed their former teammate had been the one who told Robinson to have Donnelly's glove examined. Traitor! <laughs> Several weeks later, Guillen acknowledged that he had done so. Uh-oh. 
Donnelly was ejected for having a foreign substance, pine tar, on his glove. Guillen belted a two-run homer in the eighth inning to tie the score 3-3, three to three, and the Nationals added three more runs for the victory. Wow. Wow. I think, I think I actually remembered that a little bit because of the whole um, – you know, pine tar or whatever it was. I think I actually remember. I don't, I wasn't like you. I wasn't there. I know that for sure. But yeah, for I, reason that, that I mean, I I don't have like a vivid memory like Johnny, Johnny does. Like he can remember. You know, oh yeah, and I was here, and I was sitting in this seat, and blah blah yeah, blah. He yeah. knows the seat number, row number, all that. But I do remember sitting up on the top deck, looking down, and this was a really big moment because Guillen had a lot of success on the Angels. His best years right. were on the Angels. I had a roommate in college, and he loved Jose Guillen, had a Guillen jersey, which he actually just gave to me last year, and it gave me his bat, so I'm pretty pretty hyped about that, but yeah, it was kind of a, you know, kind of a punk thing to do for Guillen to kind of rat out yeah, Donnelly, exactly, his former yeah. teammate, and it was heated. I remember, um, you know, Guillen going at Sosha, if you can imagine that. Oh, I'm sure there's something said somewhere yeah, in Sosha the middle of that. Yeah, Sosha was mad, like he didn't get his calzone at the, his local Italian restaurant, and it wasn't what you know, the toppings he ordered. So he was going at him pretty good. He was going to miss the reservation because of his uh, this inspection is making the game go longer now yep. or something. And, um, yeah, it was very heated. And it was exciting because it was an interleague play. And you also have Frank Robinson, former Angel, um, there. So there's a lot that added to it. And Brendan Donnelly was, you know, he's a pretty big player when it came to the 2002 World Championship. Yeah. So – that was this day in Angels history, June 14th, 2005. There it is. And next week, hopefully we'll have another. If not, then next time uh, Chris is with us, he'll definitely have one ready to go. But uh, so I guess the other moment people have been waiting for, we have a Joe Adele signed photo again. Thanks to the 66ers and all the access they give, not only, you know, myself, but also Chris and Johnny. Um, we go down there as much as we can. You guys were down there yeah, last who's night. Who's Joe Adele, by the way? Oh, just the number one prospect in Angels organization, 19 years old. and had, what, what pick was he last year? Uh, 10. 10th, and that was probably that was the highest pick we had in quite some time, yeah. too. So. And the fact that he looks like, looks like right now, it looks like he's panning out pretty, pretty well. Um, is definitely a plus. Right now, he's with the Illinois Empire 66ers. I mean, you look at it right now, seven home runs, 16 RBIs. He's batting 280, on-base percentage of 323. He's only been with the team, what, about a month? Month. Like he, he, month he would the definitely qualify for the Cal League All-Star game. If he was full. Yeah. If he was full I mean, seven home runs yeah. in a month. It, yeah. It's so, incredible. Um, again, you know, Angel top prospect and the 66ers give us a you know almost complete access to the dugout. I feel like we work for the team, kind of. Yeah, I mean it's getting to a point now where there and people that actually do work for the team are saying hi and you know how you doing, blah blah blah. Good, yeah, feel yeah, like we belong. So, anyways, last week we had a um, giveaway um, for the signed autograph photo of Joe Adele. Um, you know, simple. Listen to the interview we played. We had a question at the end of the interview. You email us at the All Angels Podcast at gmail dot com. The what answer. Was the, what was the question again? That was uh, a fun one. Yeah, you know, it was one of those things when John and I were talking about what we wanted the question to be. We didn't want it to be something like, "Oh, you know, where did you go to high school?" Something where people can just Google it. You know what I mean? Like something that was special to the interview. But uh, you know, we started talking about. You know, I think he picked. I think the question was Whataburger or In and Out, and he picked Whataburger for for the hamburgers. And said the one thing he wanted or he liked from In-N-Out was the shakes. And so that was the question. But no fries. But no fries. He wasn't a With fry guy, shake. which I think I think that was kind of more surprising to me. Like, you don't like french fries? What are you talking about? But anyways, that was the question. What did he like from In-N-Out? We got um, a pretty good turnout as far as emails and stuff like that. We got the normal guys out there. And then some emails that um, we haven't had before, which, but it was a good turnout. Um, so now, without further ado... Um, I have names in a hat, and I want to have the curator. It's in a Halo Haven snapback hat. So I'll have him pull one out and say the, the name. The winner of the Joe Adele autographed picture is... Hopefully you can read my writing. Do you have a drum roll on that audio? Uh, no. no, we don't. We'll get to work on that. Scott Dickin? 
Scott Not Dickin. Dickin. Yes, Scott Dickin. You are the winner. Uh, we will contact you uh, via email. So um, we'll get that out to you as soon as possible. Yep. Well, congratulations. Con- Thanks to all who participated. Mm-hmm. And trust me, we have a lot of these yes. coming. Um, got a lot of things in the works. So yeah. Um, for uh, the what was it, Instagram one. Uh, Johnny just organized a Tim Salmon signed car, so he gave that away, I believe, earlier this week. So um, listen to the podcast here, and then we'll also have some on Instagram giveaways also. So, again, Halo underscore Haven on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, we might do a, a Twitter-only one to see, you know. So make sure you follow us on all these all these platforms, the podcast, the the Twitter, the Instagram, everything. The Snapchat. We'll, the Snapchat. We'll try to get that going again. That's Dude, that's you. I know, but you know what? You're Mr. Snapchat. I know, but the only thing that sucks about Snapchat and what Instagram is. It's the same thing now. No, I know, but also on Instagram, you can be signed in to two, two accounts at the same time. Yeah. So I can have my personal account. Yeah, but Snapchat, you have to sign out. You got to sign out. You got to sign back I'll in. I'll get you, you those Snapchat glasses. I know, huh? The spectacle. I'll let you go wild on those we, we, right you know what we should do is get the spectacle, like, autograph. Um, vision, we got guys signing. We can just snap it real quick oh, as a signing. Dude, good idea. Like like when we go spring training or even when we're at 66ers or anything like that. But, yeah, we're definitely going to have more giveaways as the season progresses. Um, sign photos, sign balls. Um, you know, maybe we have a bobblehead floating around. We give it out. Um, but, yeah, but definitely keep keep listening and keep following us on Twitter and on Instagram to figure out how to win. But, again, um, thank you, Scott Dickin. We will be reaching out to you, um, you know, if not today, then definitely during the weekend to try to get how uh, your address and all that good stuff. So anyways, moving on now to the email question portion of the of the podcast. Um, again, anytime you guys want to send an email, it's all angels, pod, all angels podcast at gmail dot com. Um, we'll read a question, uh, your comment or anything you got. But uh, email it, you know, anytime during the week. But we do see a, a flurry of them when we post, oh, we're doing the podcast tonight or tomorrow. Then that's when the majority of them will start coming in. But um, thanks for all that emails. And uh, so the first one is from Daniel Ortega. Uh, hello again, guys. Great show this week. And, yes, I like Curator's Chronicles. So, okay, yeah, that's what we called it last week. Thanks, Daniel. Um, so I'm sending this on Monday morning and the buzz <laughs> around Angelland is Otani and Tommy John. I'm not surprised, but do they shut him down completely or do they let him hit? Kind of sucks. We won't see him till 2020. Ooh. Well, I don't, well, he hasn't said, and I don't think the angels are going to say anything as far as Tommy John. There was that report where he's going to need Tommy John by, I think someone, at ESPN, and then someone from yeah, Fox Sports it went said, wild. And then, yeah, and then, and then someone I from saw Fox some Sports like, "Hey, don't don't yeah, say anything until you know the real news." Right. So and then someone from Fox Sports, I think Ken Rosenthal said that's not true. The Angels haven't made a decision yet, so I think they're waiting for this. Um, was it PMP or PUP thing or whatever? Yeah, uh, shot like stem, stem cell, and I think that's they said what three weeks. Yeah, yeah but, so it's only been you know, a week. Like historically, when they say, hey, we're going to reevaluate in three weeks, that is not a good thing. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. As far as. Should he hit? Should he hit? But the only thing, and, and I heard this and I thought about it, if he's hitting with the Angels and he can pitch, he doesn't need Tommy John, he's not going to be able to go down to do rehab starts. You know what I mean? If they take him yeah. off the DL, the, the hit. How is he going to get in the pitching shape? Because he can't go down the D. I mean, yeah, he could do bullpen sessions and like simulated games, but still not going to be the same as if he goes down to, um, you know, maybe Inland Empire and does like a, a rehab start. That'd be crazy. That would be Otani Fest and San Bernardino. Otani Mania. Exactly. That that would be. And oh, guess who's in the dugout? Us. Oh wow! How did we get there? Awesome. Um, no, but like uh, I think John was talking about it. Like, what if you uh, just made him a closer? Like, what if he had to go out there and throw fifteen to twenty-five pitches? I th- like, yeah, could, that's could, just could his so, arm handle that? I don't know. That's the thing with the Tommy John. It's like it seems like to me it's like either all or nothing. But if this is a stem cell, and that's the same thing Richard had what two years ago, three yeah, years it ago, worked out for him. And it worked out. He still pitched. I mean, not effective, kind I believe. Of. But Tanaka has also had it, and he's yeah. been pitching for like five years now with yeah. it. So I think if it's if he's going to pitch, it's going to be in a starter role. Um, you know, that's just so weird about this whole Otani thing. No one knows how to deal with this because no one's had a player like him and since, you know, Babe, Babe Ruth. Ruth yeah. So 
you know, you want them to say that, yeah, we're going to hold them for this or we're going to hold them for that, but you just don't know how everything is going to work, um, you know, as far as hitting or as far as um, pitching. So, you know, that's a good question. We'll see how it goes. I think another two weeks is when they'll come out and say what, you know, how the process worked or how the um, injection worked. So, you just got to be patient, I guess. It sucks. So, uh, next email from Rob Lastings. Rob. <laughs> uh, Good to hear the curator again. See, you, people love you, man. Dude. It's because they don't hear me that often. <laughs> loving if they heard me all the time, they wouldn't care. That's why they hate <laughs> me. Um, loving the new segment. Can I suggest some intro music for the curator segment? Uh, perhaps some old-timey Oregon baseball music. Or Dude, the, we were, th- we were, we were talking, talking about, about that, that, too. We're like, we've uh, got to find some baseball, yeah. Oregon. Or he said, or even the, the old-school charge in the background just a thought dun, 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 dun. Oh, we actually have that bu- sound bite off like a ken burns uh, <laughs> i have a iTunes. there you go so so this gets into a flash statement yes they're over 500. 14. Yes, they're under 500. So the, uh, I guess that's pretty true. I mean, they haven't had the best success against the, yeah, the uh, Boston's, the, the New the Yorks, crop, yeah. yeah, the Seattle's. Um, yeah, yeah, I, we're kind of like that bully that just picks on people that you know. Our own, we don't not, not not our, our own size, size right? Yeah. That classic saying. Yeah, and, and I guess that kind of is is the truth. I mean, so far they've had a good series. I mean, they played it, them early in the season. I think they won the series. Cleveland, they're above five hundred, but uh, but, but you, I who mean, else? But that's what I'm saying though. But if you look at the teams that are above five hundred in the AL right now, I mean, you have the Yanks and the Boston in Boston. They're above five hundred. You have Cleveland above five hundred, and then you have the Seattle and Houston above five hundred. Besides the Angels, so it's not like there's a a, a ton of teams are above 500 yeah, we had that one you know the first uh series at houston we right you know, pretty pretty solid and series a, and then they come back to anaheim and, and that's a, i guess that's a, the good thing about it when you you'll play you know houston and seattle a, a lot of times because of them being in the division so hopefully you can make up some ground make up some ground that or way you lose you know we saw what just happened this week yeah i mean drop three games in a row they're done with new york they played new york twice already so they're done for the year um, they still have one series against Boston, I think, going out there, right? Or is it coming here? No, I think they're going out there because I think they already had a series out here. Um, but, yeah, so there's not a ton of teams that are above 500 in the AL. It's literally, you have five playoffs or, yeah, five playoff spots and six teams competing for them. And this right now it looks like the Angels are the odd team out. But there's not, there's not, there's not a ton of, you know – not a ton of good teams out there, so I guess if you can beat up on the on the bad ones, you just kind of hope the good gotta ones take your gotta take your wins. Yeah, you gotta take a wins you, win. you gotta take them where you can get them. But again, saying. hopefully, Oakland. They're playing Oakland right now. They play um, Arizona coming up after yeah, at Oakland, the beginning of the week. Yeah, Oakland's always sneaky hot when it comes to us. Like I meant, like Chris Dave. Or is it Chris? No. Yeah, Chris yeah. Davis. Yeah. yeah, Chris Davis. Right? Yeah, with the K. No, he's a C. The Chris Davis and the K. I think he's in Baltimore. Isn't no, he? the K. Oh, the the K's oh. in Oakland. The K in Oakland. The yeah, season. that guy in kills us. Yeah. He's like a little Nelson Cruz. Yeah, man, that guy is always. But then you got you know then you got Toronto after you know starting next weekend and Toronto's below five hundred. So I guess in theory, um, you know they should be able to take out of those seven games between Oakland and Toronto. Hopefully they can get at least you know five. But theory. We'll see. In yeah. theory. And theory. But I think that's kind of what we were hoping for. Last season's week. Yeah. been in theory. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Next one. Mike Visual. Um, loyal uh, emailer. Okay. Rob Lastings. Mike Vigil. We appreciate you guys. I think we have a Duncan Healy in here, too. Duncan Healy. I don't think we got to it yet. No, no Duncan this weekend. Oh, I hope he's okay. <laughs> um, hey there, guys. Good interview with Joe Adele. Is the hype real? I haven't really follow the farm system it's kind of hard um to do that especially at the lower levels i i mean offensively it looks like he's picked you know, he figured some stuff out because when he did originally come to inland empire the first i would say handful of games so probably like four or five games he did struggle i mean his average was about 
200. Like 200 is hovering at the yeah. line. And then now, within the, like Eight, we said, 10-game yeah, hit streak, seven home yeah, runs. Let me, let me tell you something. We were down in the dugout last night, and it was the second straight night that he hit a home run. I think yeah. both in the first inning. The pop off that ball was incredible. I think it almost cleared the uh, net in center. Yeah, so the batter's eye in center field. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, this thing was a bomb. And then he had an outfield assist in the first inning. And to think about that, I work at a high school and I see kids that are, you know, that were 17, 18. And he was in high school last year. Yeah. And this guy looked. Kind yeah, of he like would a, just he, he just graduated like a, last year. A man amongst boys. Yeah, it's it kind of his when, talent. when you see him, you see Brandon Marsh, you see um, Joe, uh, 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 Jemai Jones, like all these guys. The maturity are, is. Yeah. The, real. All, all these guys have graduated high school, not college, high school within the last two years, three years. And the fact that not only physical maturity, but also, I mean, if you heard our interviews, go back and listen to them. The way they speak and the way they handle interviews and, and, and are able to um, articulate what they're trying to say, um, it's better than me most of the time. And these guys are like, like Whoa. they're like 19 and 20 years old. It's, it's kind of crazy, but hopefully that's a good sign for the Angels organization moving forward when you have someone like uh, Joe Adele that um, looks very smooth. Um, very athletic. Yeah, same thing with Brandon Marsh. You were just talking about it before, how um, super fast. He gets around those bases really quick. Yeah, he's a big guy, but he's flying. He's fat. He has long legs, great strides. Um, Jemai, offensively, I believe he's already at a higher level than Inland Empire, but with the position position switch at the beginning of the year, he's still you know working on that and, and trying to get you know a more solid defensive base on him. Uh, playing second base now, but offensively, he's just as good as anyone on that team right now. Yeah, you know, the thing I started getting sad about is we kind of saw this with Sean Newcomb. We weren't as, you know, we weren't all invested as we are now. now. But, um, you know, they were talking on, I think it was on um, MLB Network about, you know, some, you know, what what do the Angels need to do at the deadline? And, like, guys like J.A. Happ on the Blue Jays, is that somebody you would want to pick up? He's doing well. You know, we need an arm, and then what? You know, what? What's the sacrifice? It's a guy down. It's one of those guys. guys. It really is. And it's a top five prospect, and those guys are doing well. And, and especially now with with the with the drafting of um, Jordan Adams, now you do have some you have another guy. You have another outfielder that you can um, you can fill in that spot. So now um, you're looking at those guys. Maybe you're looking at Hormacio. You know, he's kind of more MLB ready, but depending on what team. You know, mm-hmm. how quick they want to rebuild. If they want to rebuild, you know, within the next two years, then I think Hermosillo is that guy. If they were rebuilding more for, like, a five-year deal, then it's probably, like, a Brandon Marsh, a uh, – you know, I don't think they would do Joe Adele, but yeah, I, think, I, think, I think Brandon Marsh might be the guy yeah, um, if, they're, if they're looking for more of a rebuild five years from now compared to right now. But um, we'll see how that goes. Training deadline is still, I think, over a month away. It's right around when the All-Star break is, so – um, I'm sure you'll start hearing rumors start heating up when it gets closer and closer to that. Uh, next up, Jason Kemp. Um, I think he's been emailing quite a bit now. So we got swept by the M's. I'll tell you what, that series with – and I tell you what, that's this series with the A's isn't going to be a walk in the park um, if they aren't careful. We can find ourselves in the cellar here soon. Uh-oh. What do you guys think about possibly picking up Adrian, uh, Adrian Gonzalez split time with Albert at DH and first power lefty bat? So now that Otani might be done, possibly. What do you guys think? We were actually just talking about that last night. Uh, John and I went to the 66ers game and we were talking about, yeah, that'd the be Kukui a game. Kukui game. I'm sorry. Day San Bernardino. Um, as you're wearing the Kukui hat <laughs> as we record. Yeah. Um, I think it would actually be a pretty solid pickup. Adrian Gonzalez is he was pretty he was doing pretty well for the New York Mets at the beginning of the season. Like he was all right. I don't <laughs> But I, in, in like, you know, historically I don't know if we're like, you know, pumping him up just based on what he did I think years repu- ago. Yeah, I think it's am, am I like resting on like my nostalgic uh, I factor? think I think you are just because But like is he gonna be is he gonna be an upgrade when it comes to Marte or Balbuena? Um, I don't think he'll be a because I mean he like you said he's with the Mets this season. They just recently released him. He was batting two thirty seven with six home runs. Okay, yeah. So like in so, comparison to, I mean, if you like uh, a Valbuena, or a Valbuena or Marte. Marte is you know on the DL, so he would come back. But 
Mark uh, Valbuena, if you look at Val Valbuena right now, he already has six home runs and 21 RBIs, and his on bay and his batting is almost about the same. About the same, yeah. He's uh, a little lower, but um, all the other numbers are the same. So I don't know why you would bring in another yeah, guy. Yeah, I think it's a name factor, you know, having. You and know, I think what they have gone, but, but, but then on the other end, people are like, "Oh, why don't we pick up Hanley?" Well, same reason. These guys, these these older guys, can't handle the up the um, high fastballs anymore. I mean, they, they're they're too old now to where they can't get their hands. Yeah, guys are throwing harder too. So. Yeah, I mean, and it's not, and it's everyone out of the dugout now. And I think this is part of why it seems like everyone's having Tommy John surgery now, just in general, because I'm sure you know, like back in even if you go back to the O two O three, like ain't, you know how many ninety five plus. Arms were in the bullpen. Dude, when Percival came out, he's throwing, he's pumping like ninety five, and, and people were like, "Oh my god!" Now, if now Percival, if you don't, like every starting pitcher throws ninety five, if you doubt now, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, and high and school it, kids not, are not throwing ninety five. That's not even the bullpen. The bullpen's like, oh, you have to throw ninety six, ninety seven, or else. Yeah, like Justin Anderson who just came out. Like nobody at the beginning of the season knew, knew who, who Justin Anderson was. Jose Moda was talking about. It. He's like, I don't even know who this kid was. We didn't even think about it. But this guy's throwing ninety nine. No big deal. Yeah. Just like that, you know. I remember a few years ago, Jordan Walden. He was like jumping off the mound, and he was throwing like ninety eight, and it was a big deal. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's, it's just to me, I don't know if you bring in a guy like that. Um, just because of the name recognition, he did. He can't. What get, are, you know, maybe the, like the leadership at the clubhouse. But maybe. How but I think there was a lot of discord with that Dodgers team last year. Ex yeah, where exactly. He couldn't accept that, that that role. That role because he was overtaken by Bellinger. Well, that's what I'm saying too. Is like, and I think what you would need in that position would you rather have a Valbuena that could um, play first base also, but also could like I think tonight as we we're recording, he's starting at third, so you have a guy that can go both. You know, corner spots where um, uh, Adrian Gonzalez he can play first and DH, but even when he's at first, he's a liability because he's not defensive. You know what, what we was. do? We always bring in ex Dodgers and put them on the club. So yeah, it's kind of what we do. It's kind of what we do. With and Hanley was ex Dodger too. So. Yes. Oh yeah. That's true, so huh? either one. But I think that's the main reason why too Hanley hasn't got picked up because a hey, good question though. I don't know. It's it's a possibility. I don't think they'll reach for it. I don't. Yeah. Especially if it doesn't seem that serious with Mark A. Okay, uh, so next one. Edward, oh, I'm going to jack up your last name. Vizcaino? Yeah, let me get a stab at that. Yeah. Vizcaino. Is it Vizcaino? Yeah, Vizcaino. Okay. Just like uh, the Vizcaino that used to play for the Dodgers. I can't come up with his first name <laughs> right now. So anyways, he says, last podcast you guys talked about how so far not bad in June. Then all of a sudden, yeah, thanks for reminding me. I hope we didn't jinx them because I know John's real big on uh, superstitions. Jinx superstitions. Yeah. Baseball's full of it. I, I, I knew get it. I knew the M's were tough, but at least expect one win, right? Well, I will say at least the games were close. However, not once in the final game ever after the Angels came back did I feel safe with with that lead. Uh, much continued, much continued success, guys. Yeah, I mean that's kind of. Yeah, especially with that Facebook Live game. Like, you just knew. We were texting back and forth. And it's like you knew it, that they were going to blow it. And then you, cause it's, hard, you it's hard to do it. it. It's hard to do it, too, because you don't have your closure. I mean, and I think that's the big thing is, like, all these guys don't have a necessary um, spot. You know what I mean? Like, you, you traditionally have your closure, traditionally have your eighth inning guy, traditionally have your seventh inning guy, and everyone just kind of fills it in. But I feel with this bullpen, everyone's, like, all right, all hands on deck. And then kind of like what we were saying, it's hard for them to do that when they came in the third inning because Richards got pulled yeah. when he really hurt. So it it sucks. Uh, yeah, it's kind of – and then, too, I was talking to John about this on on uh, Monday when they started the series against um, Seattle. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't think any lead is safe with that def with that offense that, that the Mariners have, you know, with Nelson Cruz, with – D. Gordon able just to get on and, and move like you know he's on first, but any kind of um, extra base hit, he's scoring like that dude just and the ball was just bouncing yeah. out. I mean, and Safeco this week. I, yeah. mean, I thought that was supposed to be a, a pitcher's park. Yeah, I guess no not. Way, man. I no guess marine not. layer up there. No, especially with the roof closed. Woo. All right, next one, Lamar Washington. Uh, what a do, boys! Rough week, huh? 
I keep seeing people blaming our bullpen, and yeah, maybe the final game to the Mariners, you can blame them, kind of. It's not easy for a bullpen to come in in the second inning, but we have to blame these struggles on the bats. Too many times they came up with guys on multiple bases, on multiple bases less than two outs and get nothing. The bottom line, the bottom of our lineup is horrible lately. Uh, yeah. Amen. I mean, that that <laughs> is true. We have we talked about that a little bit earlier as far as the bullpen coming in um, and trying to do what they can. Uh, yeah, the bottom of the lineup, you know, you, you need production on the bottom of the lineup. You need, you know, whether, you know, Chris Young or whoever's playing that outfield spot, Chris Young or, or Blash or Hormacia, whoever that is. Um, Maldonado's kind of struggling a little bit. You need, you know, um, whoever's playing first base. So Fernandez, Valens or uh, uh, Valbuena, one of those guys needs to, you know, produce in the bottom third of the lineup just to at least flip it over, get on base. Like, I don't think they necessarily need to be popping home runs and RBIs, but at least get on base to where – um, you know, Kinsler and Trout. And, yeah, those and guys you really look to that number nine hitter is kind of like a, your second, second leadoff, lead and you're just not seeing that right, right now. And, you know, getting back to the bullpen, you know, someone that we were all over, um, we were, people are calling him a scam Bedrosian. Um, <laughs> he's actually been decent. Yeah, I mean, overall, if you look at the big picture, we, right, we focus he, on a few really bad games, but he's actually been decent. I remember I was seeing something online. They said, say one nice thing about Cam Bedrosian. And they <laughs> said, you know how his, his family owns a tile shop. Right. Like, they got really nice uh, tiles. Right. Granite's like, awesome. Oh, man. That's, granite's that's nice. Harsh. But overall, he hasn't been that bad. I still don't feel com you know, comfortable no. with him coming in yeah. the ninth inning. But, I don't think um, he's that, that, yeah, that guy. It's just the bottom half of the lineup's not producing. And you, we're used to having a Cole Calhoun that hits 260. 22 home runs and it's just not there this year yeah so i mean that's where i think they really need to make strides in their in their offense is just you know the offense the bottom part of the offensive lineup producing at least getting on base helping out um with trout and kinsler giving them rbi opportunities because kind of like what we were saying with the seattle series it's great that trout's hitting four home runs and all that stuff but when their majority of them are all solo shots, it doesn't. I mean, look at that four home runs and six RBIs. I mean, so it, it, so two of them were with guys on base, pretty much, and that's it. So you would hope that a little more guys would be give, be able to get on base in front of them. So when he does hit a home run, um, you know, it helps his RBI total and it helps the team with you know runs scored. Um, so last one, Jason Ashton, kind of. Um, Sums it up pretty, pretty quick and pretty to the point. We should beat Oakland, right? Um, would you Would you say really? Like straight to the point, like straight statement. Yeah, I know, but you said uh, we kind of talked about this question. Well, like, you, you, got, you had a word, one word. Very answer. blunt. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, I don't uh, know. It was good. Yeah, it was very um, to the point and very blunt. We should beat Oakland, right? Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. That's what it was. Yeah, okay. Hopefully. So I answered hopefully. I said yes, and you said hopefully. hopefully. Theoretically. Um, theoretically, if 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 our theory happened or um, whose email was it that says that we beat up like on – If you ran it through a computer. Yes. Like you, that ESPN, we're watching it. Like what are the odds of who's going to win? Yes, we should. Yes, we it. should. Yeah, we – hopefully we are able to, um, you know, beat up on a team – that is below 500, even though it's only a game, even though it's only a game. Um, but hopefully, yes, uh, we they will be able to at least take a couple games out of the three-game series with Oakland, hopefully. But um, if they do, great. You know, they need something to kind of boost the momentum and, uh, you know, move things along and hopefully, hopefully gain some ground on these guys, um, the Seattles and the Houstons as the um, – rest of June progresses. So um, we'll see. We'll find out. But, again, thank you for and all the emails. if they don't, we still have the Mike Trout uh, Nutcracker giveaway go. on that, Friday. That so forward still to. something to look forward there to. There you go. Get you uh, through that next week. <laughs> the, get you through the work week. <laughs> um, thanks again for all the emailers. Again, email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Um, we'll be posting, you know, when we're doing the podcast to get you, so you can get your questions in. I know a lot of people like to wait. So kind of not the last last minute, but kind of the day of to kind of get air, to take everything in as far as the week and then email a question in. So that's awesome too. Um, 
statement, yeah, yeah. comments, anything you got, go ahead and email us, allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Um, anything you want to get to before we Yeah, sign it's just off? exciting to hear all these emails come through. I met a lot of familiar names and, uh, you know, pretty loyal um, followers and yeah. listeners out there, which is awesome. But it's also nice to hear some new names out there, names we haven't talked about. So, um, you know. We don't do this for money. We do this just because we like Angels baseball and it's a hobby. And but uh, we were looking at some of the kind of like the you know the demographics on iTunes. location. And yeah, and, and I'm like, oh, we had we had you know two percent of our listeners last week were from what Taiwan, something crazy like that. Yeah, John oh, sent man, us a dude, photo I'm, of uh, like the, last the, <laughs> the nation breakdown of. Yeah, and I want to try to pat ourselves on the back, but that's pretty cool when you wake up. I mean, we started doing this what last year and we jumped yeah. on with John and kind of furthered the effort. Never would I thought, you know, somebody from Taiwan or we got two percent Australia. Two percent of our total viewership is from uh, Canada, so thank you, our yeah, neighbors eh? to the north. <laughs> awesome. Like that's that's exciting and that's, you know, why we do it. We wanna, you know, have a podcast by fans for fans, not people that are paid to do this and, you know, um, don't really have an interest in the team. So Yes. Thank you. thank you all that listen and thank you all that email us. Um, but that's going to do it for this episode of the All Angels Podcast. Um, I am Dan Garcia. I'm here with the curator, Chris Johnson. And we thank you for listening. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. 
They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.